You are listening to ACPN. And welcome to Rewind Cinema, the show where two friends go back in time, pick some movies that we want to talk about, that we missed, that we're nostalgic about, and we give our uneducated opinions about them. My name is Matt. I'm joined by... Uh, <laughs> you don't have to do an impression uh, like me. Oh, um, Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of anything in the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's tough, right? It I don't is, plan these ahead of time, so what yeah. you're getting is well, <laughs> pure unfiltered. Uh, Yours are genius. so good. I I didn't want to compete with them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't compete with them, and yep. and I I wouldn't want Dan to judge me, mm. um, the way he judges you. Yeah, I think I've got that taken care of. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's I don't think he has any more judgment in his body to use on anyone else. All right, I'm glad he's saving it all for you. <laughs> um, speaking of Dan, what? <laughs> Do you want to get into our voicemails? Yeah, yeah. Voicemail. I, mean, I don't know why you would say speaking of Dan. The one that we get every week. No, from it's the not going to be. No, no, no. It's going to be someone else. It's fine. Okay. I mean, I, I, 20 bucks. I hope it's from Dan, but it's. He's not the only one who calls. <laughs> 20 I mean, bucks right now. If he's, if he's uh, the voicemail, I get 20 bucks. Uh, if he's not, uh, I'll he, give you 20 bucks. You're on. <laughs> hey, guys. It's, uh, it's Dan. Um, just got finished listening to the. Uh, Village of the Dam podcast. And wow. Um, great, great work. A um, couple quick things. One, uh, review of impersonation. Um, Matt's generic Russian. Zero out of ten. My God, Matt. I think I'm going to start a petition. One of those online Facebook petition things, because uh, Facebook's my social media of choice, um, to, um, to to ban Matt from doing movie movie impersonations or any any impersonation. This wasn't even a movie impersonation; or it was just something. Um, also, um, you you mentioned Chipotle burrito. Stillborn Alien Baby. Um, I I haven't had a chance to watch this movie yet. I, it wasn't available at my public library. Um, it, was it was it wrapped in in foil? Like was it wrapped in a towel tortilla and then in, in foil? Was were, were there any extra toppings? Because I'm just I had a hard time with the visual. Keep the good good work, guys. Keep 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 it up. Twenty dollars. All right, right you tricked me, and I'm not paying you any money. Okay, uh, this yeah. this is your fault. Okay, okay. I just always have a hunch it's from Dan. We know a few things about Dan. Uh, Social media is his Facebook of choice. Oh yeah, yeah. He's always eating something in a depressing fashion or referencing some type of food. Did, did I tell you what I realized about Dan, about what? his name? What? 
Did I tell you this? Maybe? No? I don't think so. I don't know what you're going to say. We are the ones who gave him the name Dan. Oh, did we? And he has stuck with it. Wait, what did he call in as the first time? Nothing. Oh. He just... So he could not be Dan. No, it was just this guy, and we said, well, we're going to call him Dan. If you go back to the first time he called in, mm-hmm. so he has adopted that name for himself. Okay. <laughs> I hope he legally changed his name to Dan. Maybe his name actually is Dan. And Dan, um, there was no tin foil, no aluminum foil. Uh, it was just the size <laughs> of a burrito, maybe a little bit bigger, maybe extra toppings, maybe some some afterbirth. Oh, <laughs> I don't you pay know. extra for that. Two dollars. You extra. pay extra for that for yeah. that uh, that blood placenta. Oh, I don't know, Dan. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. It just looked like a burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't eat it though. She just yeah. put it in a car mm. and and yeah, ran ran away with it. Yeah. Um, I do want to say that. The way we get our voicemails is through Google Voice, and they have a transcription that they use, so when somebody calls in, you can see what they're saying ahead of time, whether or not you want to listen to the voicemail. Yeah. Any nuggets from this one? Uh, well, I, I was reading it before he was talking just to see what he was going to say in case I had to hit the stop button. He was oh. going to say something inappropriate. Yeah. Um, and I saw it was just something. Also, you mentioned Chipotle burrito stillborn. And I was like, surely that's not what he actually said. <laughs> oh, you thought that was the yeah, cause I had, transcription. I don't remember you saying Chipotle <laughs> burrito stillborn. I, I did. I said she's carrying around a, a, a stillborn baby like a Chipotle burrito. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I thought you were saying the baby looked like a Chipotle burrito. No, no. Oh, Although okay. it kind of did. The, the, yeah, grown, the size and the, shape. The one yeah. in the tank. Yeah. It was like the same color as a tortilla. <laughs> Okay. It was pale white. It was, if you look yeah. back. All right. I'll have to go back and watch Village of the Dam for that I c- scene. I could have said football. She carried around a football size baby. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. She was holding it tight like a running back. She running was. She was Heismaning a... that, yeah. that alien baby. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks again for calling, Dan. And I just want to say, in Mother Russia, <laughs> imp- Matt impersonates you. That's like an Italian <laughs> like mayor of a city. <laughs> hey, I'm here. Hey. That's like a New Yorker. Look, uh, that. I, I don't have these skills, okay? You have to talk like this <laughs> oh. to do Madarasha. Oh, uh, like uh, Alison Brie and Glow. Uh, I, you haven't watched it? I've watched like five uh, episodes of Glow. Okay. Yeah. It's a good show. Yeah, it's, You I've, should give it a chance. Yeah, I, I like that show so far. Yeah, yeah. Russian is not easy. It is hard. Oh. See, that's good. Thank why you. don't you do the impressions? I don't know, because I'm good and you suck oh, at okay. them, and I like to hear you do it. <laughs> that, that's, that's why it's fun. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, think, I think we talked enough about the voicemail. Uh, we're going to go ahead and jump into our movie. I'm, I'm very excited to talk about it. Um, we're talking about a movie that actually came out in America in 1997, but was released in um, its home country, Japan, in 1995, Maburoshi. Gabe, do you know what Maburoshi translates to? I do. I do. What does it translate to? Whale's vag... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Very um, surprising. Uh, mirage, right? Oh, mm. I, saw, I saw Phantasmic Light. Ah. Yeah. Um, I was uh, reading a review, and the reviewer said, Mabarosi, which in Japanese means mirage. So hmm. the same huh? thing. Same thing. Same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they talk about that at the end of the movie, being yeah. a, a light. Very so. beautiful moment. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, as far as facts go, you know, we normally talk about taglines and budgets and stuff like that. There's not a whole lot out there, um, at least in, you know, our, our neck of the internet. I'm sure if I knew some Japanese, I could find some interesting stuff about this film. But yeah, that Japanese dark web, <laughs> yeah. Mabarosi Reddit page. 
There's no Mabarossi <laughs> Reddit page. You'd be surprised. Let's I did one. look for it. Let's yeah. make one. I, I mean, it would go over well in, in uh, our movies, I think. Yeah, but I, uh, for some things I was able to find, the director is, and, and sorry if I butcher these names, but uh, the director <laughs> is Hirozaku Koreda. Hirokazu. Oh, wait, I wrote Hirozaku. Is it Hirokazu? That's what IMDb says, Hirokazu oh, okay. Koreda. Well, I have, Koreeda. I have dyslexia, so I just flipped those letters, I guess. That's good. That's okay. Um, but this is his first movie, which is, you know, a feat in my opinion, because I yeah. think it's a great film. Impressive. Um, but I haven't seen anything else that he's done. He's, you know, a Japanese director, so most of his stuff is overseas. I think this is probably his most popular film in terms of acclaim in America. Yeah. Um, the writer is, uh, and please correct me if I also wrote this down wrong, <laughs> uh, Yoshihisa Ogita. I think you got it. All right. So he has three credits for nice. screenplays. So, you know, I think this was his first one as well, or maybe his last one. I can't remember. Um, but also a great script, not a whole lot to it, but um, it was, you know, it served its purpose. The actors in the film, uh, Makiko and Sumi. And Takashi yes. Naito are probably the two biggest actors in the film and, and have the most screen time. Um, and again, they're Japanese actors and, and actresses, so we're not familiar with what they've done before. But um, Makiko Insumi was actually a model and also a volleyball player. Ah, oh, she I is saw. tall. So she's, she's very, very tall. Very, very tall, tall, very skinny. Yes. And Takashi Naito was uh, a voice in Spirited Away. Which, oh, cool. Just scanning his IMDb page, I think that's probably what most people in America would be familiar with. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. That's all I could find. When does uh, Uma Thurman show up and kill everyone? Oh, uh, I think that's the sequel, right? Uh, she's, 2. She's wronged by the family, <laughs> and she comes back to enact her revenge. Thirst for blood? She has to learn how to eat rice with chopsticks. Yes, I remember now. Which is extremely difficult, and probably the most impressive thing in that film. Yeah. All right. Well, I look forward to, to seeing Uma Thurman in, in the sequel. But mm -hmm. um, Matt, did you have a reason for picking Mabarossi? Uh, or did you just yeah. find it interesting? Well, both. I, I picked it because we haven't done a foreign language film. Um, and there's a lot of beauty in foreign films. They're made very differently than American movies. Uh, we did Wind Talker. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, Wind, Wind, Wind Walker. Walker. <laughs> Wind Walker. See, I don't even remember. Very it. much an American film. Oh. Uh, or was it British? I can't remember. I don't know. I don't know. That was, was a long garbage. time ago. That was our first movie. Yeah. But that wasn't. Not really foreign a foreign language. film. Just kidding. <laughs> it was about uh, foreign ideas and foreign people, but uh, not a foreign film. There was some Native American language of some sort spoken yeah. in that movie. I don't know if it was correct. I don't know if they were just winging it as they went. I don't but... know. But uh, yeah, just to you know, kind of go outside our comfort zone and pick something we haven't really interacted with before. And also, um, I saw it, you know, high up on Metacritic for the year, and then I looked into some imagery from the movie, and I was like, this looks like a movie that I want to see. Yeah, just because as as we'll get into it more, it's less about the story, even though it is about that. But the movie is just strikingly beautiful to yeah. look at. Really, really. You, know, you want to talk about every frame as a painting. This is definitely yeah. one of those movies. I, I will say on that note, if you watch this movie, and we, I think we will both recommend that you watch it, make sure you find a Blu-ray copy <laughs> yeah. or a, or a high-res download or rental. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do an HD. Because I, I streamed it from a service that I had to subscribe to through Amazon. It was uh -huh. like a seven-day free trial. I couldn't find it to rent. I looked. Was it Vudu? It was not Vudu. Oh. It's, it's like this independent movie streaming service. Weird. Weird name. And... 
What I've found with streaming services often, HBO does this too. A lot of movies that are older, let's say 20 years and old, this movie's 23 years old, I think, 20 mm -hmm. something. It just streams like the original, which is great, but there's, it, it looks like a VHS. Oh, really? It looks horrible. Hmm. So I was, watching, I was watching it and I, and I loved the movie and it was beautiful even then. But then I just watched a lot of scenes from the HD Blu-ray version and it's mm. like a totally different movie. It looks like it was made mm. this year. Yeah. I mean, it looks new. Yeah, it's gorgeous. They clean it up so well. And so if you're watching it, don't stream it from some crappy service. Like find the Blu-ray. Yeah. Because it really is worth it. Yeah, I wonder if some point in the future Criterion would do some sort of restoration cool. of this because it really deserves it. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the film. Um, again, it, it does have a structure to it. There is a narrative, but it's pretty sparse. So I think we're going to end up being a little bit shorter than normal here, and that's totally okay. But uh, I think we'll end up talking less about the story and more about what we saw. Yeah. Um, but to open the film, Yumiko, who is the main character in the film, her uh, grandma runs away from home, and then the, the first act ends with a police chief basically breaking the news that her husband um, has unfortunately committed suicide. Um, so one thing that I did notice right away is that you have to pay attention to every moment in a foreign film, which is a lot easier in a movie theater than it is at home while you're taking yeah. notes and uh, thinking yeah. about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> because it's so easy to miss things. Like I was like, who is this girl? And then you go, it's like a five yep. or 15, 20 year span. And then she's married. Yeah. It's like five seconds of screen time and she's 25. So you, it's, it's really easy to miss stuff. Yeah. I, I also didn't realize that opening. So this opening scene of a little girl, try, her grandmother says she just leaves and the little girl tries to stop her. And the grandmother says, I'm, I want to go back to home, basically, to, die, die, at to home. die. So yeah. she's traveling to her hometown. She leaves her family just with no warning, no notice. And she's very casual, like, I'm, I just want to go by. And the little girl can't make her stay. Mm -hmm. And um, I guess that happened in real life for her. I know it's a dream. Maybe. Yeah. So it's a, dr it's a dream that she has throughout her adult life. And yeah. She can't stop her grandma. And it's like this nightmare that she has. So anyway, I didn't realize... The first time we see it, it's her dreaming because then she wakes up mm -hmm. next to her husband. Yeah. I thought it doesn't matter. I, I thought she was having it again. I thought the first scene was her life, her yeah. real life. You know no, I think I mean? that's important to mention. It is a little confusing. Um, I think mostly because it is a foreign film and we don't know the language and we're, you know, we're reading a translation, so things come off a little bit differently. Um, but you know, it, it was a great introductory scene. That's when you really start to see kind of the um the palette that you're going to be working with and the cinematography there's a scene where she's following her on this bridge yeah and it's like this long curved bridge but you're at the very end of it so it's kind of a, a slope upward as she chases her and they stop at the very top and cars are just passing by on the side and it's like totally breathtaking yeah a lot of really far away shots in this movie that he he allows the actors i mean several yards like 50 yeah. 100 yards to act out a scene and you don't always you don't get to see their faces but you still feel the emotion of a of the moment for sure um so as we go into the future yumiko is now married um a couple of things that happen here is her husband ends up stealing this bike and then they go and they paint it together it's kind of a um a happy scene she yeah. seems very like high energy and really sweet and, yeah and very loving and he seems loving but out of it like, yeah. He doesn't seem like he's really enjoying himself. Yeah. And I didn't catch on until going back and rewatching it in Blu ray scenes. Mm -hmm. I, 
I was wondering why he was kind of aloof, and then obviously he commits suicide. Yeah. And so it made, I, I was looking back and like, oh, duh, he's melancholy, he's going through something. And there's no answer as to why, but yeah, she's, um, their relationship is still really sweet. He's really nice to her, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they have a baby. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah, they go to dinner, and they go out to tea, and they know a guy that's, I don't know if it's a bar, I don't know really what it was. I guess it's, like it's a, our version of a diner, maybe. It's like a coffee house, it, it's yeah. coffee. He's making it look. I thought it was tea too, but oh, then okay. she goes. She goes back later, and he says he came here to drink coffee. All, and he's doing like a Japanese pour over. Uh, okay. It's kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, um, but he he has a quote that says, "Don't let the baby ruin your love life." After yeah. she says they got a a babysitter for the night. Um, so Yumiko comes back home. She picks up the baby the next day, um, and then the husband never comes home. Basically, she ends up falling asleep on the floor, and then hears a knock at the door. Yeah, um, that's when the policemen come and say. A man's been hit by a train. Your husband is the only one that works at this place that we we can't account for. So yeah, yeah, and very in, touching moment. And talking about, I know we will discuss how pretty this movie is, but one of the great scenes in this movie is just this completely quiet scene where she's giving her son a bath. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah, Before, tea kettle in the foreground. Yeah, yeah, it's such a beautifully set up scene. It's so simple and it's quiet. And she loves her baby, and it's this little boy and a little well, a babe, a baby in a tub. And she's just giving him this little bath, and it's like the sweetest, mm-hmm. most beautiful scene ever. It's so pretty. Yeah. I think a common thing that I have seen in the foreign films that I, that I have watched is that foreign directors aren't afraid of like subtlety and understatedness yeah. and time and Oh, yeah. Quiet. No, no rushing. Yeah. No rushing. Where as an American film, it's like, how do we get to the next scene? <laughs> how do we Michael Bay yeah. this? How do we create some Bayhem? All right. I need one more explosion <laughs> between act one and act two. How can we get there? No, this is very much, there are so many quiet moments and it's really easy when you're at home to kind of look away and do something else, which yeah. I need to watch this again with like nothing around me at all, not taking notes, not doing anything. But even though nothing is happening, you're, you're totally invested in that moment. Oh, yeah. Which I think is one of the best things about this film. And it's surprising, too, because I think we lose faith in our ability to focus or to do something. And sure, you and I were taking notes and doing Mm -hmm. other things, but I was, as I started to understand the movie and understood that this is a long, poetic, drawn-out look at this woman's life, there's really not a lot to it Mm -hmm. other than just you living her life with her and moving through her sorrow but you are surprised that you're, when you see good art, it's always good as a human being to go, man, I, I have the capacity to appreciate this. I'm mm-hmm. not bored. I don't need to check my phone. I mean, a woman was giving her son a bath, and I was mm-hmm. completely in it. I yeah. was like there with her. And, mm-hmm. it, and it's, it, it's just cool that good art can make us do that. Yeah, I think that comes with age, too. I don't know. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. Sixteen-year-old yeah. me would sure. have appreciated this film. But, Absolutely. But twenty-eight-year-old yeah. uh, me did appreciate it yes very much so act two opens with uh one of her friends that lives near her uh just you know taking care of her son and her as she's going through this depression um and and this uh act ends with her and her new husband having a conversation about kind of her past and what has happened yes um so out of the gate we kind of see that everyone around her uh creates this support group and helps her through this hard time, which is really nice to see. Um, I feel like you don't always see that when people are going through something tough. Yeah. Um, but they're also worried that she might also do the same thing, just because she's not. Right. She's not there, you know. Yeah, she's. There's a lot of moments where she is uh, withdrawn, quiet, and she's so visually 
arresting too. Mm-hmm. Like we said, she's tall. Mm-hmm. She really is this long, I don't know, phantom of a woman. <laughs> she's very beautiful, but yeah. she's always in dark clothing and she's sort of just this hole, this mm-hmm. black hole of sorrow, which I completely understand. And the neighborhood really does rally around her. This woman comes over and says, I'm going to move in with you for a few. I don't know if it's her mom or a friend. I don't think it's, I don't think it's her I don't mom. I don't think it's her mom. I don't think any of them are related to her. Yeah. That's not the impression that I got at yeah, least. Yeah, yeah. And then this, this sweet lady who lives below her uh, is a matchmaker. Mm-hmm. And as you said, as you were setting up Act 2, she she's matched with this new man without ever knowing who he is. And I guess she just agrees to it. I don't know. I don't really know why. She doesn't put up a fight. Yeah. But yeah, in this act, she goes to live with this man, sight unseen. He has mm-hmm. He's a widower. He has a, a daughter. Mm-hmm. And the whole of Act 2 is basically us watching her adjust to her new life with him. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's some subtleties to Japanese culture that we're not in tune with that we're probably missing, but... What, what do you... I mean... I'm half Japanese. <laughs> wow. Making some I, uh, I know I don't look it. groundbreaking statements here. <laughs> this is breaking news. Yeah. I'm kidding. I'm not. What's your real last name? Uh, Izakaya. Oh, wow. Um, cool. <laughs> does that sound Japanese? Yeah, yeah sure. I'm going to back away from this uh, <laughs> No, lean into it. Uh, to go back to what you were saying about her uh, being kind of, I guess, a black hole in a way for a little bit in the film, one thing I really also liked is that she wears a lot of like dark colors. Yeah. She covers her arms and legs completely throughout the entire film. And she's also like curled up against a wall or yeah. the floor this whole time. And mm-hmm. so she really does kind of shrink into nothing. And her black hair is obscuring pretty much yeah. all her face. Never and, see her, you don't see her face very often. Yeah. yeah. So they, they really play the, the, the depression well. Um, but, but as you're saying, or as you were saying, she does get uh, uh, matchmaked, matchmaking, set up. Set up. I don't know. Match made <laughs> with uh, with a man named Matched. How about Matt? She gets matched. She gets matched. She gets matched. She, with a she man gets named... on. She gets on Bumble. <laughs> yeah. And and finds finds a nice find, man. Finds a nice widower. Yeah. And hooks, named Tamio hooks, hooks up. Tamio. Uh, but as you know, as I was saying earlier, I I don't because you weren't sure why she just agreed to go off with him. Yeah. I don't think it really explains it, but I'm sure there's something about Japanese culture that we don't know that. Yeah. Sure. Would sure. give you more context about that. Um, so she goes to this remote fishing town where Tamiyo lives. So she was living in Osaka before, which is a really big, bustling city. Moves to this fishing town. And really, as far as structure goes, like you said, there's not a lot here until the end of the act. It's mainly just them interacting with each other, him going to work, her staying home all day, yep. taking care of the kids, hanging out with Grandpa, who also lives there. Yep. Um and really just kind of coming to terms with what has happened. Yeah, and there are so many beautiful moments mm-hmm. in this act. There's a very sweet scene where she goes up to this little girl and bends over and, and says, I'm your new mother now. And the girl is so, they're just so sweet. Everything yeah. is so nice. She smiles. and She smiles yeah. and she's like, yes, okay, great. And um. It's it's interesting. So in in her in her uh, her mourning, because she's certainly still mourning. However, this is five years later, I yeah. and her son is is a little boy now. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Um. So yeah, time has passed. Five years after his death, I'm a, I, I think I read someone say that. I guess they're right. It I makes don't. sense. He seems like it he's makes probably sense. Yeah, so, six, five, yeah. six. And so she's still really young. I mean, she's twenty 
seven, twenty eight. Yeah, I mean, probably. she was she was a young woman when her husband committed suicide. There's just it's nice to see these little moments of um, uh, hope, sort of interspersed uh, throughout. So the the scene where she connects with the daughter, there's a beautiful moment. God, this this episode is going to be annoying because I'm going to be gushing at how yeah. beautiful it is. But great moment on the porch in the sun mm-hmm. where they're eating watermelon. Oh yeah. It's so, nice. it's quiet. They're spitting seeds, like competing <sighs> with each other. They're and, laughing. Yeah. And you are just, as a viewer, you're like, man. Yeah. It makes you feel so, uh, so warm inside. I, I wrote in my final thoughts, and I'll come back to this, but I think every, every shot in the movie sort of lines up with an emotion of some sort, or it makes you feel light, darkness, happy, sad. Nothing like there's nothing that wasn't thought about or considered or Mm -hmm. it's just done really well. So there's all these sweet moments where she's tending to the family and being quiet and getting to know her husband Mm -hmm. who she doesn't know. And finally we see a moment of them. They've, they've made love and they're, you know, it's great. It's just so pretty. Yeah. Uh, another scene that I do want to talk about is the, the two children, um, run off and go exploring. And there's a sequence where they run up this hillside and the camera again is like, 30 so yards far, away yeah. from them like yeah. looking kind of a bird's eye view of what they're doing but it, it tracks them all the way up this hill as they run up and they they run down the side of this um snowy hill later in the movie the same spot and like you said you just feel like this immense happiness yeah. which is exactly what yumiko is feeling at this point yes. she's trending upward right yes so she starts out horrible and then as she settles in and and kind of embraces the family and learns about her new husband and she feels happy again but as we'll see she actually goes back to osaka to attend her brother's wedding and she goes back to all of her old spots she goes back to her old apartment she Mm -hmm. goes back to where her husband used to work she talks with all of her friends and that really just puts her back in the depression yeah um she visits the factory where he worked and kind of looks in the window like she mm -hmm. used to and he's not there and yeah goes to the coffee shop yeah which was this horribly sad, just like her like yeah. shoulders shrugged, like head down, walking through the city, just yeah. kind of reliving her own past experiences for a little bit. Um, so she goes back to the fishing town, and it's clear that things aren't as they were. Um, the I don't was it a grandma or just like a local family member that goes out and and fishes for crabs and doesn't come back it's, for a long time. I. I th- I think it's just a woman in the village because she doesn't live with them. Yeah. And and yet she returns, and I, I guess she's local. The family knows her, mm-hmm. and the grandpa takes an interest. He's like, oh, you came back. Mm-hmm. But anyway, this yeah, this woman is walking on the beach, and Yumiko is looking out her window one morning, and the woman yells to her, do you want me to pick up some crabs for you? I can do it. She's old. I mean, yeah, one of those like... Really old. Yeah, probably subsisted on a very healthy diet and she's an ancient <laughs> Japanese woman who just is alive and mm-hmm. anyway she has gone and her husband come, uh, Yumiko's husband comes home and and uh, she's torn up about it like the, because it, she's reminding her of her grandma yeah. all over again this nightmare that she has I'm assuming that's the connection mm-hmm. right this old woman gone she can't fix it she can't bring her back so when this old woman shows up one night her husband says she was on the verge of tears waiting for you and and the woman's like, I'm great, I'm fine. Here's your <laughs> crabs or oysters or whatever she got her. And mm-hmm. um, But it just connects back to Yumiko's depression and, and makes it worse. So. Yeah. 
and this all comes to a head at the end of the second act when um, Yumiko's at home alone waiting for her husband to come back from work, but I think he was probably at a bar or something. I think yeah, he comes he, back he, a little... He comes home drunk. A little and... toasty. Um, but she's playing with this trinket that we haven't spoken about, but in the scene where they're, or her, old, her old husband, they go and they get uh, coffee right before the night before he, he commits suicide. She kind of steals this little trinket off a bear in yeah, the store. Yeah, it's a yeah. little bell, yeah. I'm going to keep this, and she gives it to him, and it's on his keys, and that's how she knows that he's dead, because that was in his pocket um, when he gets hit by the train. But she's playing with that, and her husband comes home, and he says, what are you playing with? Why did, what are you hiding from me? And she yeah. says, it's nothing. Um, and then it also comes out that Tamio, her, her new husband, said he came home to take care of his dad, but he actually came home to marry his you know, sweetheart that he'd been infatuated with for a long time, and she ended up dying as well. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't want to talk about it. It's pretty clear. Yeah. I will say, just a note on, well, this doesn't necessarily apply to what you're talking about, but he, uh, and I don't think he's avoiding, but he just, he's he's drunk. He's like, yeah. we'll just talk about it in the morning. And then the, uh, he realizes she's upset, and he engages her in this, he says, you've been distant lately, you've had all these issues, and... I just want to say a note on him. It could have gone so much worse for her. He is a very kind, patient yeah. man. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. I like that. I just like that there wasn't a ton of drama. There's very much drama and sadness in this movie because she's dealing with what happened. But he's just this great guy. Yeah. He just loves her son and loves her, I think. I mean, they grow into that. And anyway, he engages her and tries to pull out of her. I think the whole movie is not about him pulling this out of her, but he's a big part of helping her deal with it yeah uh so this last act here um it starts with yumiko wandering away from home i think she was actually considering going back to osaka because she was at a bus stop but ended up not going yeah um, yeah i wasn't sure why she was there she yeah. was hiding in this little shack that I think she was planning on running away yeah. At least that's what i got from it um and then there's a final scene where uh timio and the kids are playing and uh, she kind of sits down near the grandpa and they talk about the weather. Um, but this last act, it, it kind of, it, it ties everything up. It just kind of um, expels everything that she's been feeling, right? So she, she wanders away from home. She ends up following this funeral uh, procession for a little mm. bit that they're kind of carrying this casket down a hillside to, I guess, a burial ground. Awesome um, sequence. So gorgeous. And uh, slow, slow, slow. Oh, it's like five minutes. It's so long and yeah. quiet and really neat yeah there's a there's a part where they're they're walking on this trail and again another bird's eye 20 Man. yards away shot of these trees and it's snowing and you can barely see them through the trees uh, yeah i don't know how they did it because yeah. this the, it's an ocean town as you said and the snow blows in off the ocean so it's a mm. sideways flurry of snow that we see arrive and mm. so i don't know if i don't think it was fake i mean i don't it looked real it's Convincing. so so beautiful. I don't know how they got that shot, but it's mm -hmm. it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, so Tamio is obviously worried and goes out looking for her, and he finds her on the shoreline, and she's staring at this fire. I don't know how the fire started or where it's from. They don't explain that. But I wonder I if it really it's from matters. the funeral. I wonder if they. Mm. I assume they had burned this body hmm. or something. Maybe, but I also don't. I mean, I don't know. I, that was the only logical thing my brain could come up with, so I yeah, I could be wrong there. But no, I think that's a good point. It, it makes sense. She was following them, and it's later in the day, so sure. she made it. So she stayed there, there maybe. Um, but this is the scene where we learn that you know her ex-husband committing suicide has never left her. 
Um, she says, I just don't understand why he killed himself. Why do you think that he did it? And Tamio tells this short story about uh, his, his dad um, that he used to be a fisherman. He would go out to sea all the time and he would say, uh, sometimes you would see a beautiful light shimmering in the distance calling you out to sea. And he said it happens to everyone. And, and this is, I think, where the title comes in, Mabarossi. Um, so who knows what the ex-husband was feeling, but he com- felt compelled or saw something that made him, you know, put himself in front of a train. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the end. Well, that's not the end of the movie. There's one more scene yeah, that I think is important to that. talk about. Yeah, yeah, but. yeah. Um, but it's, again, another faraway sequence here where you don't see their faces. I mean, they're silhouette. They're in silhouette the whole yeah. time. Very dark. Very dark. And another reason why I recommend you watch this in HD, because some trivia that I found out, there's no lighting used in this movie. The whole movie was shot with natural lighting. Yeah, it certainly looks that way. Yeah, so if you watch it, there's no, there's no lamps or anything in the back. Like it's not being lit in mm-hmm. any way. It's all. So if you watch the crappy VHS version like <laughs> I did, there are scenes that are almost in total darkness that you can't, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, and it needs to be HD so you can actually see people. Like when I compared scenes, I was like, oh wow, there's details that I did not, I couldn't, I literally couldn't see. Yeah, but. This is a great moment because they are in silhouette. It's sunset. The ocean is there. And she finally, I think, I mean, it's been five years. Yeah. Presumably longer. Six years. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, she's been living with this guy and she finally breaks down and and says, why do you think, you know, why why did he do it? Why do you think he did it? And he lovingly doesn't have to engage that and leave her with more questions, but sort of just says, yeah, this mirage, this Marmorosi, you know, who knows? Like it, the sea, he says the sea can beguile you. And mm-hmm. I know her husband wasn't beguiled by the sea, but I don't know. I feel like he lovingly deflects her need to know and sort of helps her just come to terms with an unanswered question. Yeah, which is, I think, that what the film is getting at. There yeah. are often huge questions in life that you're just never going to get an answer yeah. to. And you have to be okay with it. Yeah. And you just have to move through sorrow. Like you have to live through sadness. Mm-hmm. And there are these moments of light that are, that appear through throughout your life. Like, and we see that in the movie. Yeah. Um, and that maybe that's a leap, but like I said, the watermelon scene and the bathing, the baby and the dad playing with the kids. And at the, it's so great. The last moment of the movie, as you said, she, it's another day. It's bright outside. The dad is playing with the kids, and she walks through the grandpa. And I think she says, um, "It's getting warmer." Yeah, or nice weather, or something. Nice uh, weather it, today, or something. She like says, that. It's "Getting it's getting oh, warmer," okay. and he says, "It certainly is." Yeah. And then the last line is "Mommy," but you don't see you don't. It's like far away, so that she's obviously gone outside into the warm weather with her family. The kids are. It's like a happy mommy, not not a sad, yeah. not like mommy, but it's it's like mommy. Yeah. <laughs> so we're assuming she's out there playing with them and her heart is getting warmer too. Like she's moving through pain and, mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the movie is just this beautiful meditation on sorrow and life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I do. Great. Th- there is one last shot and I want to get your take on it of an open notebook with a pen mm. on top, just in the doorway with nobody near it. What I yeah. think I have my own opinion, but what do you think that was about? I was confused by it because there's not moments where she's, journaling mm-hmm. or anything like that honestly i didn't think much about it other than she's left her space like yeah. uh, so i could be i'm probably off here i didn't consider that because the shot that i was more affected by is with her with the grandpa mm-hmm. 
but you're right. The last shot of the movie is her bedroom or a room with an open book with a pen on it and the windows open and the sunlight's coming through. And yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't think about it. I was sort of affected by the other scene. Yeah. I, I think just what, what I got from it and I think also enhances the beauty of, of the scene with her with the, the grandpa and the kids playing is personally, I thought that maybe she was seeing her on Mabarosi was considering mm. suicide and was maybe leaving a note of some kind oh, and then yeah. was drawn away from it mm. and then goes out and engages with the, the grandpa sure. and sure. watches the kids playing. Um, that's, that's good. Which to me was gorgeous and who knows what the yeah. director was going for, but that's what I got from it and I, I loved it. Yeah, I, I can roll with that for sure. I mean, if, if Mabarosi means mirage, I, you know, I, I hope that when she arrives there that it's not certainly not a mirage, that it's yeah. real and tangible and warm and love and light and you know pushing back the darkness but yeah that's great maybe she had written something but yeah i was kind of confused by that because they don't allude to that journal mm-hmm. as far as i remember yeah no they never do um, never talk about it all right gabe give me your final thoughts on mabarosi so it's a very steady quiet movie and i love that this director especially as a first timer he really took his time he never felt the need to rush he didn't worry about pacing, and somehow that works. Sometimes you will say, I didn't like the pacing of this movie. And every time you say that about a movie, it's true. But for this movie, you have to let the movie take you into the world. It's not about action. It is not about movement. It is very still. And yet, I promise you, if you sit down and watch it and try to fight distraction, you'll really be sucked into this movie. It's, it's just hard to look away from. You feel... A lot of reviewers that I read said, I feel like I was with her, I was there, and you really do feel that way. Um, The long shots, these long sequences, I don't mean physically, I mean the length of a shot, not not far away, Mm -hmm. although both. Time, 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 not space. Time and space. Yeah, It's, It's really neat. They line up, as I said earlier, they mirror an emotion, almost. They line up with her state of being. They, they communicate her sadness effectively, and so, um, I was reading Ebert. He said, there's not one shot in the movie that is not graceful and pleasing. And he's exactly right. Nothing mm-hmm. is wasted on this movie. Um, I think you should see it. It's a great meditation. I don't even know it's meditation. It's just this glimpse of this woman's life. Mm-hmm. And somehow it relates to us. We don't have to have lost someone to suicide. It just relates to that feeling of hopelessness. Yeah, And then... I think showing that life is also full of moments of hope and that's what keeps us going. Yeah. Great uh, synopsis there. Yeah, I I felt very much the same way. Um, This feels a lot like a journal entry and not a film. Like It feels like you're getting a slice of life, a glimpse of someone's life. And as you were saying, you don't necessarily have to have lost someone to suicide, but everyone at some point in their life has felt some sort of depression. You know, maybe you're not a manic depressive, but you have lost something or you have gone through an experience that you can't stop thinking about. And no matter what you do, it doesn't feel like you can get away from it. Yeah. And so, you know, I and if you haven't, you probably will at some point. But <laughs> <laughs> but this uh but but this film I think captures that perfectly. As far as the script goes, there's like we said, there's not a lot there. Um, but that's what you're signing up for when you watch this. It does feel like there's a genius at work behind the camera and um, you know, putting everything in its spot where it needs to be. Like you said, nothing feels wasted. All of the shots feel perfectly composed. Every shot is a painting. 
Um, so it's certainly one of, if not the most beautiful films I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, the lighting, like you said, all natural lighting, very soft, very dark. Um, it certainly brings out, I think, enhanced emotions. Like you said, when you feel happy or you feel sad, I think you feel those even more so because it doesn't look fake. Like it looks like it's happening in mm -hmm. front of you. The lighting can't be bad because it's it's natural. Um, so overall, I, I think this is an excellent film. You know, we don't give stars anymore, but uh, five out of five stars for me, definitely a must watch. Like you said, try and catch a, a Blu-ray version of it if you can. Please. Um, don't watch the VHS because, and, and watch it on a big TV with uh, high definition because man it it's a it's a looker amazing film yeah amazing film you if you're a cinephile you'll like it and if you're not we challenge you to to watch yeah. it and become yeah. one cuz it's a movie that could it's it's not that like this isn't a movie that you have to analyze deeply. There are some no. movies that you need to. This is a movie you can just sit and and sort of be taken away by. This isn't uh, this is an inception. You don't have to think about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I meant like some movie you would study in film school. Although Looper. you would probably study a movie like this in film school. But um, yeah, just watch it, man. It's Notting good. Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Notting Hill. Put that. Put that <laughs> Fast and Furious DVD down oh, and watch Maborosi. It's so deep. Fast and Furious <laughs> is is a it's a thinker. It really it is. is. Yeah. It is. Okay, so uh, we're going to forego the draft today. Um, I do want to say thank you for everyone that has been participating in the polls. Um, the general trend seems to be that Gabe beats me on Facebook, and uh, sometimes I win the Twitter polls. So uh, I, I think you've destroyed me every week except this last... Uh, uh, we're, we're like 50-50 every week. Are we? Right? Okay. Yeah, on Facebook. On Facebook. Okay. Um, so basically what I'm saying is vote for me uh, in the upcoming <laughs> drafts and please stop voting for Gabe. Yeah, and the draft game is my fault this week. I just haven't seen a ton of foreign language films. So yeah. I, you know, I was going to throw Amelie in there and everyone loves <laughs> or hates that movie and you would probably have taken it. You know, I mean, I've seen some. I wouldn't I just, have let you. I would have said, no, you can't have Amelie. Yeah. And I would have taken it. I just haven't seen enough. Yeah, and that's fair. That's so. fair. It's not easy to catch foreign film. You do have to go out of your way to to watch it. So yeah. I understand. You know, my my movie knowledge is so vast. I was going to go specifically '90s Japanese films. Right. But, you yeah. know, I well, you know, I would. I just concede. <laughs> How about you win this time? Okay. <laughs> I automatically win this draft. Yeah, you do. You win. Thank you for conceding, Gabe. You're welcome. Um. So. Yeah, since we're foregoing the draft, we'll just um, go straight into our, our thank yous. We want to thank Natural Anthem for the, the use of our uh, music today. You can find them at naturalanthem.net. Uh, we can also be found on social media. You can find us at Rewind Cinema Pod on Facebook and Twitter and Rewind Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we are a part of the ACPN network, which is kind of like saying um, ATM machine. But uh, it's 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 hard not to say ACPN Network. ACPN Network, <laughs> like a robot. Yeah, like the like our intro. Uh, but you can find great shows like Retro Cinema, Adventure Club, and Childhood Remastered there. Um, so next week, Gabe, um, what what are we talking about next? Oh week? man, next week we're going to get so '90s as <laughs> if and talk about Clueless. I don't think you've uh, I don't think you've heard to. Um, Late 20s, early 30s gentlemen talk about Clueless before. So, uh, yeah, I don't think you have, but we are really cornering the market on, yeah, on yeah. Clueless. We're going to take over the Clueless. We're going to start Clueless cast, I think. We can talk <laughs> about the TV show. We can go through the entire thing. It'll be great. Every minute of Clueless yeah. <laughs> is an episode. Oh, boy. That oh, would gonna be, be so good. That would be torture. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know, until next time, watch more movies. 
Gabe, do you know what Maborosi translates to? I do. I do. What does it translate to? Whale's vagina. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Very um, surprising. 